Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, Radiant Church, I'm so glad that you are with us today. We are starting a brand new series called One Day That Changes the World. And we all have those days in our life, those days that we can remember that changed everything. I think about my senior year in high school, not to date me a little bit, but I was senior year in high school on September the 11th. I remember sitting in history class And as I'm in history class, um, the second tower was hit by the plane. And during that moment, I was like, hey, can we turn this on the TV? And the history teacher said, no, uh, we've got more important lessons to learn today. In history class, one day that changed the world. I think of the day that Katie told me that she was pregnant with our first child. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but I remember being overwhelmed with joy. And then that entire night, I didn't sleep at all. I literally just stared out at the darkness above me thinking, how in the world am I prepared to take care of another human? I have no clue what I'm doing. That was a day that changed the world. I think of the day that we started Radiant Church, September the 15th, 2013. I was getting ready, went to the Britain Plaza in South Tampa where we had this little rundown dollar theater that we were renting. And I remember showing up there and it smelled terrible and there was soda all over the floor and, and rats in the building. And I thought there's no way anybody's going to come to this service. And by God's grace, 348 people showed up. 30 people made decisions for Christ. That was a day that changed the world. And honestly, there's certain days that change everything. And over this series, over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four days that change everything. And we're going to start today on Palm Sunday. And then I want you to join me next Sunday for Easter Sunday. We're going to look at a day that on Easter Sunday, the day that God saved me is what I'm calling it. And then the Sunday after that, we're going to celebrate Ascension Sunday. And we're going to talk about the day that God commissioned me. And then we're going to look the Sunday after that at Pentecost Sunday, and it's a day that God empowered me. These are days that change everything. And today, you can write it down in your notes for Palm Sunday. We're going to talk about Palm Sunday, the day God chose me. The day that God chose me. Me. I want to show you a story, the Palm Sunday story, that's really one of my favorites in the Bible, where we look at the last week of Jesus' life. Jesus is getting ready to go into Jerusalem for the last week of ministry, which by the way, if you want to know what happens that last week, you can tune in every day at noon um, on all of our platforms as I give a devotion showing what happens each of those days. But Jesus is about to make his grand entrance in. He is this this king that is coming to conquer sin, conquer death, conquer hell, conquer the grave. And Jesus does it different than the way I would do it. Now, if I was entering into the scene, I would be more similar to maybe Aladdin when he entered in the scene. That's how I would enter right there. Come on. I'd have the grand parade. I would be ready to go. Uh, Let me just make it a little bit more kind of connection with our pop culture today. I might enter like this guy did from Tiger King. Like that is kind of the entrance of the way I would go in. Just in charge. Man, look at me come But that's not how Jesus did it. 
Let me show you it in Mark chapter 11. The Bible says it like this in verse 1. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two of them on ahead. And look what he told them to do. He says, go into the village over there, he told them, and as soon as you enter it, you're going to find a young donkey tied there that nobody has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. And then he says it like this. If anybody asks you, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. Okay, now you got to pause because you got to read the Bible slow because you got to put this into context. You got to imagine. It would be the equivalent if I walked up to you and said, hey, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to Harbor Island and I need you to find me a Range Rover. There's a lot of them there. And I need you to go up to one of those Range Rovers and hot wire that Range Rover. And if anybody asks you why, just say, my pastor is in need of it. Why don't you try that this week? No, 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 don't do that. Don't try that this week. It wouldn't connect, would it? But this is what Jesus asked them to do. So these disciples go, and, and despite the fact that it didn't make sense, they go in and they go to find this donkey. The verse picks up in verse 4. It says, the two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. And as they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They were being good neighbors right there. And they said what Jesus told them to say. It's, they were permitted to take it. And they were permitted to take it. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it. And he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of them. And others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. And Jesus was in the center of the procession. And the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in the highest heavens. You find this story as our Palm Sunday story where it's called Palm Sunday because they came with these branches, they laid it down, and they, and they watched as Jesus entered into this city. Now, I want to put us into this scenario. This is Passover week for the Jewish people. Jerusalem was packed. It was crowded. There's visitors everywhere. You could say that it was a season of chaos. People everywhere, lots of noise, lots of confusion. And Jesus enters the scene. I want to present to you guys today that Jesus is always trying to enter the scenes of our chaos. And not only did he just enter 2,000 years ago into the scene in Jerusalem in a time of chaos, I believe today in 2020, in the midst of the crisis and chaos in our world, Jesus again wants to ride into the scene and bring peace and bring hope and bring joy in the midst of chaos. So what is his vessel that he uses? What is the avenue that he chooses to go into the scene? We see that Jesus chooses a donkey to ride on. And I think this is, brings us so much hope today 
that Jesus didn't choose some great steed or some great um, thing that could have brought him a lot of attention. No, he chose an unlikely donkey to ride on. Something that wouldn't really be something that would bring a lot of prestige. Not A king would never have rode on a donkey. But it shows us something about what about God's character that I want to present to you today. Number one, write it down in your notes this way, that God chooses unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plan. I'll say that again. God chooses unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plan. This is an encouragement for some people today, that you are frustrated because you feel like you've always been overlooked, skipped over, passed by, not good enough, you don't add up enough, but Palm Sunday is a reminder that when God wants to enter the scene, he chooses unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plan. It's never made sense to me, but God's desire for global redemption, global salvation, he's never chose the brightest, the smartest, the wisest, those with the highest IQs. No, God does not pick the way we pick. He picks the donkeys of the world, and that's a good place to say amen, to do his plan. Look throughout the scriptures. He chose Moses to speak on his behalf despite Moses having a speech problem, an unlikely choice to accomplish his unbelievable plan. He chose a shepherd boy named David, not a trained warrior, to take down Goliath, an unlikely choice to accomplish an unbelievable plan. He chose a fisherman to to be his disciples, people that were responsible to taking the gospel around the world, but he didn't choose the best. He chose the average fisherman. Why? Because he does unlikely choices to accomplish his unbelievable plan. And you might be joining me today and say, Aaron, I I am an unlikely person that God would use. I want you to know that makes you a candidate for you to accomplish an unbelievable plan that he has for your life. 1 Corinthians tells it this way in chapter 1, verse 27. God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chooses chooses the lowly things and despise things of the world, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are so that nobody can boast before him. I'm telling you, when you look at what God chooses, he always finds unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plans. The donkey brings us hope. And I don't know about you, but when I look at my life, there's so much of my life that's unexceptionable. There's so much of my life that is, that is, that is not, that, not the best. I was a C student growing up. I remember that I just never did too well in school. I remember in the elementary, I went to this small little Christian school, and what they would do is they would give out awards at the end of every year. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. And they give out these awards, and and so everybody would get some kind of award. You know, this is the, the student of excellence. This is the greatest encourager award. This is the brightest mind award. Award. This is the top reader award. So they would give them out to everybody. And I was always so nervous 
because I didn't have anything that I was thought was exceptional. There's like, there's nothing about my life. And so I'd always get an award that, <laughs> that I think they just, they made up for me. I remember one year I got the always, he always has something to say award. I remember looking at it going, I don't even know if this is a good thing. But that was my award that year. I just was someone that never really stood out. But let me tell you, what is God using today? He's using someone that always had something to say to now speak to thousands of you guys in homes all across Tampa Bay and around the globe. Why? Because God uses unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plan. I wrote it in my notes this way. Just because you don't think you are ideal does not mean you are, aren't God's idea. Isn't that a great line? Just because you don't think you are ideal doesn't mean you aren't God's idea. He's got you in that place. He chose you. He chose you to raise those kids. He chose you to be in that marriage. He chose you to start that business. He chose you to lead through this crisis. And you go, well, I'm not equipped. God chose you. John 15 verse 16 says, God did not, you did not choose me. God's saying it this way. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. He has chosen you out today. And I want you to understand this today, that you might think that there's nothing you've ever been picked for. God's got a plan for your life and he's picked you. Palm Sunday shows us that God chooses unlikely people to accomplish his unbelievable plan. So the story goes that they go into the village in verse 2, and he says, and as you enter it, you're going to see a donkey, a young donkey there. And look what this phrase is right there. He says, no one has ever ridden this donkey. Now, again, this is where me and Jesus would disagree. Because if I'm going to ride in, and this is my big moment, this is my moment to shine I'm not getting the donkey that nobody's ever ridden on. Like, I'm not getting the donkey that is untried, untested. Like, I, how did Jesus even know if that donkey had the ability and the capacity to do that? Have you ever seen them try to train an animal? Like, it takes some time. But here's what it shows me in this. Again, the fact that God chooses different than I do. And here's the encouragement I want to give you here. Point number two, write it down. That my history doesn't determine my destiny. A lot of you guys are, are looking backwards when God's calling you forward. He's saying, I've got big plans for you and I've got a purpose for you. But you're like that donkey going, but I've never done this before. I, I'm not trained for this. I don't have the ability to do this or do you see the struggles that I have done? I, I'm, not, I'm not equipped to do this. But I want you to know, this Palm Sunday, God chooses you not based on your history. It doesn't determine your destiny today. You see, many of us, God is calling us forward today, but we keep looking backwards. I'm going to challenge you. Move forward today. You say things like this. Write it on your notes. My history says I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. If, if, if God couldn't choose me, I'm a nobody. But God says, with me, you are more than enough. You are able to do it. Listen, listen, your credibility is not based on who you are. It's on who he is. 
So we're encouraged today that we might be nobodies, but he's everything we need to accomplish all that he's called us to accomplish. My history says, I'm too weak. Too weak, I, I can't do this. I can't go through this trial. I can't go through this crisis. I can't raise these kids. I'm too weak. But God says, in your weakness, that's where I'm made strong. Isn't that the encouragement we need today that we're looking at our history and he says your history doesn't determine your destiny. Listen, your strength isn't in who you are, it's in who I am. We are made strong through Christ. My history says I'm going to probably fail. I'm going to probably fail, I'm going to lose all my money, the business is going to close, it's all going to fall apart. But God says to you today, I am victorious and we hold on to his promises today that if God called us, if God put us in that place, he did not bring us this far to fail us now. You might think that you're going to fail. Let me just tell you, with God, we are always victorious. You might say, but Aaron, I'm failing right now. It's not the end of the story. Do not put a period where there should be a comma. Your story's not over. It's not the end. You're going to get through this stronger than you ever were before. Can I get a good amen across Tampa Bay today? It's hard to do it in this empty auditorium, but it's fun to believe that you're with me today. You, you see, well, Aaron, if you're looking at this situation, you're going to go, but Aaron, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. I don't know if I can achieve what I need to achieve with my life. What I've learned in following Jesus with this whole thing, if God calls me to something, then he's got the confidence in me that I can accomplish what he called me to. I think about this all the time, even in the last few weeks. Lead, I've never led our church through a global pandemic before. I've never had to do weeks and weeks of services online like this. I've never had to deal with the unknown and outreach in this way and caring for, for a lot of people in our church who are losing their jobs and struggling their business. I've never had to do this before. But what I get the confidence in is that if God chose me, he's solid in me even if I've never seen it in myself. I want to encourage you today. What I believe is this, that God's part is the outcome. My part is the obedience. Let me say it again. God's part is the outcome. My part is the obedience. And this donkey could have come up with every excuse about how he's, he's never been ridden before. And if he was going to be ridden before, it's not going to be the very first time that I'm riding into Jerusalem is on the shoulders, uh, is, is having the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on my shoulders. Like the donkey could have come up with a lot of excuses. But I truly believe the confidence we get that if God chose me, if he chose me to raise these kids, if he chose you to homeschool in this season and you've never been equipped to homeschool, if he chose you to lead that business, if he chose you to, to transition through that job, I want you to know this. If God chose you to do it, I promise you this. He didn't do it to fail you. He brought you to it because he believes that through it all, you're going to be stronger on the other side. He's got victory in store for you. Your part, just be obedience. God's part is the outcome. We can trust him with that today the story ends that in verse 7 that they brought the colt to Jesus and they threw their garments on it and look at this phrase and he sat on it he sat on it now this is not uncommon because in a donkey's entire purpose was to carry 
That's the role of a donkey. That's what they did in those days. They would carry goods. They would carry supplies. They would carry tools. They would carry food. That was ordinary. And I want to present to you today that you are designed in the same way to carry. But the problem with our society today is that a lot of you guys are carrying things that you should never carry in your life. Where's my team? Help me out for just a second. So we're going we're gonna to do this with social distancing. I'm going to show you some of the things that, that people are carrying that I see around today that are so crucial that we learn to, to release them to the Lord because you were never called to carry them. A lot of you guys, you're carrying this first one right here. You're carrying fear in your life. And it's a heavy burden for you to carry. And you're walking around right now and you're, you've got, you're fearful of the economy. You're fearful of your job. You're fearful of the virus. And you're carrying this weight that the world has given you that you were you, you're designed to carry but many of you that's the whole thing that you're carrying with your life here's another one right here is that some of you guys are carrying you're carrying stress and you're walking around and and you're so filled with stress you're waking up at night thinking of all the things that are going on all the struggles that are going on and your body you're weighed down with stress today let me tell you i don't believe you can carry jesus and stress at the same time you got, you got to learn to release it to the Lord. Here's another one. Uh, you're carrying sin in your life. Pastor David, our, one of our pastors, carrying sin in his life right here. So, so we got, you got sin that you're carrying in your life. And, and here's the deal. You're carrying around these struggles and this, this burden of sin that Jesus never called you to carry. You're designed to carry, but I don't think you're designed to carry around sin in your life. It's a burden too heavy for you to carry. Here, here's, here's another one that I think is so huge in our society. You stand right here. It's your, you're carrying around worry. Carrying around worry and you're, you're, you're waking up and you're just, you have anxiety and you have, you're, you're overwhelmed and you're going, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? And it's a weight too heavy for you to carry. Here, let's go a couple more. Some of you guys are carrying around anger. You're carrying around anger because of what that person hurt you and that, sh that, that person offended you and that, that boss just let you go. And you're carrying around anger right now. God calls, never called you and never designed you to carry this around. Here's one more here. Let's do this one. This one's a big one. Is you're carrying around addiction. And you're carrying around addiction and, and it's, it's pornography and it's drugs and it's alcohol. And really it's been exasperated during this season where it's, it's, it's overwhelming and you can't get free and you don't know what to do and you know how to handle it. And what is the solution to all of this? Here's the solution. Write it down in your notes. When you're carrying around all these things that God never designed you to carry around, here's what it is. Number three, write it down in your notes. Is that I am chosen and God's chosen you today. To carry Christ into this chaotic world. You're called to carry Christ. And, and if there's one thing that you're going to walk around in this world today carrying, it is Jesus. And let me just tell you, he chooses the donkeys of this world. He chose you, he, he chose you to, to bring peace and to bring salvation into this world. But the only way for us to do it is that we've got to make a conscious decision this Palm Sunday that we are going to be people that God chooses to carry Jesus into our lost and broken and chaotic world. So let me just ask you a quick question before we go. What are you carrying? What are you carrying right now? now I'm going to challenge you at the end of this message. That you're, I think some of you guys, you're donkeys. 
that you've been carrying the wrong thing for so long and Jesus is choosing you today and saying, no, 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 would you carry me into this world? And here's, here's the only way to do it. Ready? The only way to do it is if, if you want to pick up Jesus, you've got to release your, you got to release the fear. You gotta, you gotta release that fear. Uh, some of you guys, you you want you 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 can't hold Jesus, answer, so so you just gotta release the stress. If you're gonna pick up Jesus, some of you guys need to make a decision today to do something that you've never done in your life. Is you need to, you need to release your sin, and you need to pick up Jesus. There's others, you guys, that you've got worry, and you need to release your worry, and you need to carry Jesus today. Some of you guys, it's, it's anger and it's hurt and you need to release it so that you can, you can carry Jesus into this world. And then others, you guys, you just got to release that addiction. And I'm going to challenge you, Radiant Church, across Tampa Bay, that let this be the day that God chooses you to bring Jesus into that home, Jesus into that marriage, Jesus into that neighborhood, Jesus into that Facebook conversation, Jesus into that Zoom call. We're in a situation today where more than ever before, our world is chaotic and what God is looking for is to choose a bunch of lowly donkeys that'll say, you know what? I'm willing to say, Jesus, you can choose me to ride into my city so that I can see victory and peace in the midst to the chaos of our world today. The scripture ends in verse 9 and it says, and Jesus was at the center. Notice how the donkey isn't the one getting the praise. Jesus is getting the praise. I believe God will use your life if you're willing to let him get the praise and let him get the glory and let him get the honor. And my desire through all of this with our church, Radiant, is simply this, that throughout all of this chaos, that they don't need to know the name of Radiant. They don't need to know Aaron Burke. Listen, we're just lowly donkeys that God is using to ride into Tampa and ride into St. Petersburg and ride into Brandon and Tampa Heights and North Tampa. And we're just going to do it. And listen, they don't know our name. That's okay. Because we're just the vessel that God's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to use you so that Jesus can be at the center of it all. You know what happens when Jesus is at the center? Chaos goes. Anxiety leaves. Fear is released. Peace happens when Jesus is at the center of your life. Lord, I pray over Tampa Bay right now. Ah, I feel just such a burden this Palm Sunday for so many people who are carrying around things that God, you never designed for them to carry around. They're carrying around worry and anxiety and stress. Even right there in your room, just release it to the Lord right now. And I believe God is bringing peace. You say, God, I, I, I lay down that issue and Lord, let me carry you into my community. Let, you carry, let me carry you into my business. Let me carry you into my finances. Let me carry you into my struggles. Lord, I release these things. Come on, right there in your home. Just let the, just release it to the Lord. Some of you guys, it's bitterness and unforgiveness and addiction. Release it to the Lord and say, God, today I release it to you. I bring you in the midst of my life. You be the center. You bring the focus. And for this Palm Sunday, thank you, God, that you are choosing me so that I can carry you into the chaos of this world in Jesus 
name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's sing it across Tampa Bay. Let's make it a declaration that we can look to Jesus during this time, that we can carry him in the midst of our situation. In Jesus' name, come on, sing it out. I want you to do all over Tampa Bay. I just want you to close your eyes. There's so many people in here that are making a decision. They're watching this message. You're making a decision today. Say, you know what? I'm ready to release my sin, my control, and I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I want to be, I want to be, I believe God's choosing you right now. He's choosing you. He said, listen, listen, I chose you because I've got a plan for your life. It's not the end. And, and here's what you're going to do. Your temptation is to look back at your history. God said, no, 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 your history does not determine your destiny. He's got, a, he's got a plan for your future. He went to the cross 2,000 years ago. That's what Easter is all about, for your sins and for mine. So what do you need to do? You need to make a faith decision today to release your sins, to release your struggles, and say, I receive the forgiveness that Jesus paid for me to have on the cross. If that's you today, there's an opportunity right there on Church Online. You can click that button right there. I'm raising my hand. Maybe you're, on, you're watching on Facebook. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Just right there in the comments. Today's my day. I'm giving my life to Christ. Make a public decision right now. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I, all over Tampa Bay, that's you right now. Click that button. Write that right there in the comments and say, today I'm giving my life to Christ. Today I'm giving my life to Christ. We're praying for you right now as you make that decision. And then as you've made that, that decision, let's pray this prayer out loud. Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my past. I give you my sin. I don't want to carry what this world has. I want to carry you. I want to carry hope. I want to carry love. I want to carry forgiveness. I want to carry salvation into the world. Lord, do it in my life. Thank you, God. Today on Palm Sunday, you have chosen me to do something great with my life. Thank you, God, that if you chose me, it's because you got a plan for me. So you want me to be forgiven. You want me to be whole. And that you have a future that's bright for me. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen, amen, amen. Radiant Church, we are celebrating. There's dozens of people throughout Tampa Bay that are making the best decision of their life. Let us know if you made that decision. You can fill it out on that Connect card. Make sure you write us a message. We want to know who you are. If you need some resources, we'll send you a book in the mail. If you just let us know that you made that decision, we are proud of you. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.